my thing is I think um like like um even science would say the soul is forever. And so mm -hmm. we're only in our bodies for a limited amount of time. Mm -hmm. Do you know and say heaven is um say a club, right? <laughs> um, just like just like say it's a club, right? Yeah. So it's ironic so you don't like going and, to the clubs though. And, and, and say <laughs> you're you're born or your destination to this club, your journey. Right, right. You know, and you got your whole life to choose what outfit you're gonna put on for the club when you get to the door. Yeah, you know I mean, and you're gonna be in the club forever once you get in the club. I don't want to live this life and put on flip-flops and then come to the club and they're like, yeah, player, them flip-flops, we're not letting you in with them flip-flops. So <laughs> This is know, a good but, analogy. I'll give you that. You know, so it's like a big, it's like a big decision that your whole life is leading to. I don't want my life to not get me in the club when I had the knowledge to get myself into the club forever. So I'm forever on the street. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to be forever in the club. So mm -hmm. for me, you know, that's a question that weighs heavy on my mind. Do I want to um, just have fun and ignore what can get me into the club? Yeah, you know I mean, or do I want to, you know, live my life? Because as a Christian, my purpose is to get into heaven and my purpose is to help others get into heaven. That that's more where my purpose is. It's not necessarily for this life, for having fun, for um, enjoyment all the time. So, you know, that's like more where my mind goes when I think about it. I don't want to be in the flip flops. I don't want to have a wrong hat on. Um, I don't want to be out there. I don't know suit and tie, no tie, and like, hey, player, uh, yeah, you get to go take that other road. I'm good. <laughs> Cool on that one. <laughs> I like that analogy. I kind of yeah, came up with a similar one. If I can, if I can piggyback off of that. Yeah. Like, I like. I came up with the. I'm not sure if I came up with it, but it's like the analogy of heaven. It's like many people tried to work themselves to get into heaven, when in reality, there's like look at it as a nightclub, and it's like a VIP club, and there's only one name on the list, and that name is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the only person who actually earned their way into heaven. So he's the only name on the list. You go up to the door, you try to get in without Jesus. It's like, you're not getting in. You're not on the list. So in order to get into heaven, you have to be with Jesus. It says in the, Bi it says in the Bible to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Kind of like as David was saying, get to go have the right clothes on. The right clothes in Christianity would be, be wearing Jesus. Wear Jesus be embodied by Jesus, be indwelled with Jesus. So once you get to the door, it's like Jesus is there. He's like, oh, it's like when you're on the list, it's like you can bring your friends in with you kind of a thing. So it's like, oh, they're with me. So Jesus will show up next to you. Just like, oh, he's with me. She's with me. He can come in. He's the only name on the list. But if you're with him, you can get in. Everybody else, anybody who tries to do it by themselves, they won't be able to get into the door because he's the only name on the list to get in. Okay. So, okay, I'll ask, um, so this will be a little harder question for um, both you two, um, based on my experience too, because, um, so as I'm agnostic now, uh, I was never baptized, like I still go to church, I have family that are Baptists, Christians, so on and so forth. Do you think 
that without meeting all the requirements or the checklist to get into the club, to get into the VIP, it's like, do you feel that those individuals, if they truly act within within the moral and ethical guidelines that we said, you know, aren't in line with Christian values, would they still be accessible to the club, i.e. heaven? Or would they be forced on the street without? And and if you, if they are not allowed in the club, why, you know, why should that be the case? If, if they um, genuinely have, a, you know, actions and hearts in the right direction. So uh-huh. what you're saying is more like in line with... um. Kind of like what the Egyptians believe, where where like your good have to outweigh the evil. It ain't no good have, have to outweigh the oh, evil. Oh, um, that's a Anubis having a heart as light as feather. Yeah, right. The it with God, it, Jesus gets you in the club. I'm not God. I can't tell you why He made it that way, but through His design, Jesus is the way into the club. It's not um if you did more good or bad in your life it's just not the way it is i can't explain why god made you know made the choice that he is he's god is not me i you know i can't i, I would be out of pocket trying to say why he did what he did mm-hmm. but you know if it's not through jesus not getting in you know that's just my opinion well i think I feel like many people forget that God, which comes from the term Elohim in Hebrew, which means judge, God is a judge. So he's going to judge your entire life, good, bad, and everything else in between. And just like a regular judge, if you do, if you kill someone, but if you go up to the judge and says, but I, I donated to charity and I took care of children and babies and I went out on the street and fed homeless people. He's not going to give you a hand, like a handout and say, all right, you don't have to go to prison for killing this person because you're a good person all the other days of the year. It's like, no, you're going to have to get punished for what you did. And that's the same way that God is. God is a perfect judge. So he, of course, you may have done a million good things, but you're still going to have to be punished for the bad things that you did. There has to be a retribution. There has to be a punishment. And that's where Jesus comes in. Jesus lived the perfect life. He didn't do any sin. He was honorable. He was respectful. He cared for people. There was no sin in him whatsoever. He lived the righteous life, but he gave himself as the perfect sacrifice. So because he laid his life down, anybody who believes in him and looks to him as being that retribution, as being the the punishment for their sin, every sin that they commit in their life, they look to Jesus and say, Jesus took that sin off of me. You don't have to take that punishment. So you're able to go and face God at the end of your life and say, I know I did a lot of wrong, but I put my trust in Jesus who did all the right things. He took my penalty for me. So because he took the penalty, you don't have to go to jail. You don't have to go to hell and for the rest of your life, for rest forever. You don't have to pay that punishment. And you get to go in based off of what Jesus did, not based mm-hmm. off of what you did. Okay. But you can only, uh, you can only obtain that once you're... Um obtaining and accepting Jesus in your life. So I eat baptism, so on and so forth. Is that correct? Well, yes, in a way, yes. I feel like baptism, I feel like somebody explained it to me, kind of like being married. When you're in a relationship, you get engaged, you're kind of like, once it's like going up to the, you know, signing the paper, doesn't make you married in your heart. It's like, that's just a formality. That's just showing the world that you're married. So the same thing with baptism is kind of just a declaration of saying, I am a Christian. I am, I do have this faith. 
I believe under extreme circumstances, like somebody was actually incapable of getting baptized, God's not going to say, oh, you didn't get baptized because you were locked in a prison or something, so you couldn't do it. He's like, oh, you can't come in because you didn't do this formality. But it's more of a, if you can do it, you should do it. It's a declaration of faith. Just like when you get married, you have a ceremony. It's a declaration of getting married. Okay. So would you I, say, so, oh yeah, go, go ahead, Eric. No, I agree with that. That's all I was saying. Okay. Because like, so overall, so it's kind of just to clarify too. So the declaration itself, um, that's, that's what you use analogously to, um, to the, to the formalities of marriage. That's what, that's what I was understanding. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So from that interpretation for the individuals that, um, I guess if they're able to get baptized, but they choose not to, but still act righteously, would they still be frowned upon as well? Or like, where would that, you know, put them? What do you, what mean, do you mean by? What was that? Even? I think. What, what do you mean by frowned upon? Well, in terms of like getting into the club, as we're using that analogy. So, like, would the the individuals who do live righteous lifestyles, but you know, choose not to be baptized or anything like that nature, are they automatically damned to hell? Like, it just seems a little unfair in that in that way. I mean, if you don't choose Jesus, you're going to hell. I mean, Romans 10, 9 and 10, uh, can't remember exactly the wording right now, but it says if you it. with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Mm -hmm. So that's how you get saved. It's not how you act. It's not if you're doing good things as a person, if that makes sense. It's by the grace of God that you're okay. saved. Okay. And, and Phil, you're about to chime in as well. Sorry about that. Uh, I was just, I, th I was going to try to clarify what I thought you were trying to ask, you know, pretty much like if someone was born uh, away from any knowledge of the teachings of, of Dejus, like specifically, um, but they still, you know, lived a life that, you know, one, if one were to look from the outside looking in, could say this is a, a life that Jesus would have lived, but they didn't know Jesus. They so they never proclaimed Jesus, and they never uh, worshipped him and admi and admired him, uh, you know, in that way. But you know, I, I, that's what I was just trying to say to maybe clarify your question about that. Yeah, and then I know that's exactly what I was trying to get at too. So yeah, thank you for that as well. So I mean, is it is so is is getting into heaven dependent on where you're born? Then I will say. I'm not God, and I can't judge him, so I don't know. But I hear you. you know, I'm cool with defaulting to certain things that I just don't have the knowledge of. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I feel that. It does okay. say in the Bible that for those who don't know and they do wrong, God's going to have a lesser punishment for them because they didn't know what they were doing versus somebody who does know and they still do wrong. There's going to be a great punishment for them. So it kind of goes along those lines, as you were saying, God's merciful. He's gracious. He knows you didn't know. So there's going to be some, some, you know, cushioning for that. But for people who have the knowledge, but still don't fall in line, there's going to be a greater punishment for them because clearly they knew. Right. See, but you say it would be a lighter punishment, but why would it be, why would someone be punished for, you know, their, 
um not ignorance i don't want to use that term but like um being uneducated or uninformed of something why should there still be a punishment you know like like if i if i was running to a class but i didn't know that i had class that evening um why would there be that significant punishment you know even even though it's lesser it's like why should there be a punishment for those who are uninformed or not even aware of the you know the existence of such teachings because it's still justice. Like if I didn't know that stores, you had to buy things at the store. I just walked in and took it because I didn't know you're supposed to buy it. I thought this stuff was free. I just walked in and <laughs> took stuff. Like I still be punished for that. It's like, oh, you stole it. Like, I'm not sure if there should be a different rule for me so much. It's just like, maybe there might be a lighter punishment because I was stupid and I didn't know. But at the same time, it's still justice because you went in and stole it. Or if you go to an extremer sense and say, oh, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to kill people, but you still killed someone. Then you still get punished for that, even though you didn't know you weren't supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's like you can't. It's, there still has to be justice, even though there's ignorance. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, honestly, that was a, that was a good analogy because I, I can agree with that. I see what you, I see what you mean now. Okay. So one question I did want to ask, too. Um, is everyone still good on time, too? I think we'll probably have, like, another five, ten minutes. Yeah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Phil and Asia, you're good, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So um, one question I wanted to ask you all, too. So, like, were there any, like, practices or beliefs um, from the other aspect? If you do look at spirituality and religion as separate, because I know some of you identify that they're more entwined, were there any practices that stood out to, you know, why you identify as such, but not the other? Like why you identify as religious instead of spirituality or spiritual versus religious? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know, bro. I, I grew up with like, I already had my base growing up, you know, and Life has proved to me that my base was correct. So I have no idea how to answer that question for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Asia, Phil, what about either of you? Like, is there like any particular beliefs, practices, or any reason why you would choose you know, one word over the other as an, as an identifier to say, I am a religious person, not a spiritual person, or I am a spiritual person, not a religious person. I hope nobody tries to define me that way. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, that's what I've been trying to get away from is words or use mm-hmm. of words. Like to, to remove like the binary, as you're saying. Yeah. And, and just in terms of, you know, uh, to separate myself from the other people's opinions uh, so that way I can continue living what I, uh, my life. Um, and so with that being said, yeah, uh, I, I hope whatever word someone comes up to me uh, has for me is, you know, uh, shoot kind at least, at the very least. <laughs> okay. Nisha, what, what about you? I think from a similar perspective, Perspective. I don't really like either label. If I had to had to pick one, I'd probably go more spiritual route versus religion, only because religion has transformed into something that's very 
structured, that's very like man-centered, that's a lot of rules and regulations versus being about God and what God wants and having a relationship with God versus having these set of rules that dictate your reality. So it's more for me, actually growing in a relationship with God, growing a relationship with Jesus and not having this like box that you're putting yourself into. And that's kind of what religious is. Religion is you're kind of almost forcing yourself to be a good person based off of these standards versus allowing the spirit of God to come into you and dwell you and lead you to being that person, transforming you into that person versus forcing yourself to be that way through religion. Okay. I actually, I really like that too. Like the way you explained it, like the way you express yourself, because it's like, it does paint that picture that says like the rules don't necessarily have to be hard set. Like there's are some rules that are clearly defined, but there is still flexibility within it. That's my interpretation of it. I wouldn't say no so much as flexibility. It's more of you know, you're not supposed to do it, but a lot of the times we have, we have messed up nature inside of us that even though we want to do the right thing, we sometimes mess up and don't do that the way we're supposed to. Like we don't want to lie, but somehow we end up lying. We don't want to steal, but sometimes we steal. We don't want to cheat, but sometimes we cheat. That's just our nature at times, but it's like allowing God to come into you and literally change your nature so that you don't do those things anymore. Okay. So that you're more inclined to do the right thing. Versus okay. forcing yourself to do it against your own nature. Okay, that makes sense to me. And David, you you agree with that as well? As also like a Christian? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess I'm trying to think, because I forgot to write down a closing question for y'all. So I'm going to try to think of one on the fly. Um, so I guess one thing I want to say is, so I guess I could touch on like, uh, prayer versus meditation, right? Because I know meditation is like big within the spiritual community. Um, I know prayer is really big, like within the Christian and religious community. So would you say, um, see, this is hard for me to come up on the fly, so I'm trying my best. (laughs) So like the aspects of prayer and meditation, do you feel that they have similar beliefs with bringing you closer to the spiritual world and the, the spirit itself? Or do you feel like they're completely different things? I think they're completely different things. Um, just because you're not outwardly doing nothing doesn't mean like you're doing the same thing. Um, prayer is about, you know, asking for guidance from God. Whereas when you're meditating, you're more focused on yourself. So you know, from what I've learned, at least, that was my um, interpretation. Okay. So you would say only prayer would be the one that would bring you closer to um, that aspect of being closer to the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, God, so on and so forth? Um, I mean, when you pray, you're having your conversations with God. That's like simply what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, when you meditate, Are you just having conversations with yourself? Like more of the people that I've talked to that meditate, they're like looking for like a um, inner like peace or, you know, like like to calm things through themselves. 
Whereas when I pray, I'm looking forward to, to, to ask God to help me with my issues. If that makes a difference. Okay. I, that's the best I could do to explain <laughs> it. <laughs> well done. Uh, Nasia, Phil? Or Phil, you're about to say something? Uh, I mean, I, I, I can see, see why uh, it could be so separated or put together. Um, but I agree with you. I agree a lot of meditation and media mainstream. And uh, and that's why I, I don't ever like labeling myself uh, as a spiritual person. Um, you know, it's it's what others perceive of me. Uh, but uh, I lost my train of thought. But um, when it when it comes to meditation, uh, I, I don't believe I, I don't. If you're meditating on yourself or you're trying to seek something, uh, I, I honestly think that's missing the mark uh, of meditation. It's actually to just to to not to learn how to not succumb to the self. Uh, and it's not trying to label or trying to trying to find anything or anyone uh, well, except, you know, for me, at least, whenever I practice, it's just to uh, to to remind myself of the peace and love that that's coming through life through me. Um, just like a, uh, just like uh, in, in anyone Christian would say, you know, God is living through them, and and that's what they need to be reminded of to in order to enact certain things. I just use in order to describe my experience to you. I have to use this language. Um, which is the conundrum of words, you know. Uh, but yeah, so it, it I guess, because I, I think even between two people praying um, can be different, even if maybe they're praying in the right direction, if that makes sense too. But it can also be separate, you know. It could also be one is, is maybe not praying for, for guidance to see how life and, uh, and God will provide for them. Uh, but maybe they're just, you know, doing the, oh, please, I pray for more money. You know what I mean? People can do that with meditation too. And, okay. Uh, so, so in your versa. interpretation, they'll be more similar than different. I prefer to see that because I think dividing, the more we keep dividing, um, of course, we, there, there's, there is always life's judgment in that that judgment appears as soon as the action happens, at least uh, outside of a lot of human structures, because the court system takes too damn long. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it makes sense. Okay. And Asia, what about you? I see them as being different meditation versus prayer, where meditation. I don't know very much about it personally. I just know some things that I've looked into or researched and it's like, you do connect spiritually. You do, you are connecting to some higher power, some spiritual power. The thing is there's a lot of spirits and there's a lot of spirits that you can meditate to, or you can just open yourself up to whatever spirit is in the place. Whereas a lot of the time, most people are trying to focus on the highest power, which is God, the creative universe. But Sometimes you might be opening yourself up to a different spirit, whereas God, at least from 
what I know is that God made a way to get to him and that's through praying, which is, you could say it's like a similar instance kind of thing. Like you're speaking, you're opening yourself up to a spirit, you're opening yourself up to this power, but it's more directed. You're directing it in the way that you want it to be directed. So so it's like God made it. So we go to him through Jesus for for a Christian, we go to him through Jesus. Whereas in meditation, you're kind of going into yourself and you're finding or searching out what it is or kind of emptying yourself or whatever it may be and letting that kind of just take you somewhere versus kind of having more of a directed path to wherever you're going. Again, I don't know much about meditation, so I can't really speak so much on that, but I do see them as being very different. Okay. Even though they do channel spiritual aspects but 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 i see what you mean one's more direct versus one mm. being more okay okay understood then so i would say i i practice both i do i pray every now and then um uh, i've been trying to get better at meditation and you know just trying to figure out things as i go like i think um me being more agnostic more uh, spiritual leaning out of the two i would say that allows me to have that additional flexibility to kind of you know try to understand both a little bit so, but I, but I, I like how all of you uh, chimed in on it. Um, yeah. So I think, um, were there any other like questions or topics that y'all wanted to come up with too before we go? I do, I do want to mm-hmm. say one thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Kinda, and I kind of want to address Christians. Um, and Phil, I, I used to be that guy that you probably didn't like. That was the guy that I was when I was young. Um, <laughs> because I was more... Because, you know, I grew up Christian and I was more um, worried about following rules than loving people. But if you read the Bible, like, other than free will, like, uh, um, agape love is, which is um, loving your neighbor as you love yourself. That's um, the the type of love that he wants us all to exemplify. And I used to kind of, it was difficult. It was easy to say I love people, but it was difficult to actually act in that way because I was so worried about following rules and others following rules, if that makes sense. So I want to tell people, don't get so caught up in making other people follow the your rules and, and what you want. Be more worried about loving other people and, you know, it'll help them in their journey more. It, you know, it was some things that I did when I was young that you know probably scarred people for life simply because they felt so judged or you know um felt so discriminated against which when i look back i'm like yeah um if i saw that person i would apologize for and it in my mind at that moment i was trying to do what was right but that was superseding me loving that person and um and that probably turned away who, uh, those people from Christianity back in the day. So I would just, you know, kind of have people tap it, tap into to the Bible and really read how you should treat other people. No, I like that. That that's like actually a very good representation of like growth and stuff too. Because overall, it's like, um, you know, as human beings, the ongoing journey is always about growth, understanding, and, you know, evolving from day to day. So I respect that. Thank you. Thank you for that, David. No problem. 
Okay, Phil and Asia, any any closing statements from either of you? Then I'll then I'll go ahead and do my outro. <laughs> mm. Nope. <laughs> okay. Well, thank right, you. Well. I, I really appreciate everyone's perspectives, and, and I I really love that you both exist and are are living uh, the life you live and and doing the work you do. I can tell you all are uh, helping the people and loved ones around you. That, that means a lot to me. And especially Darius for allowing us to, to uh, share, share space with each other today. So I really enjoyed yeah. it. No, absolutely. I'm glad to hear that, Phil. Like, honestly, that's, that's what I always love most about these conversations too. It's like, we really get a chance to know each other more. And that's something that becomes harder and harder in like the public space with, you know, how polarized everything is, especially in the States. So having little moments like this, like little pockets of time allocated to really get to know one another. I truly love these. And that's why I always enjoy doing them. So thank you for that, Phil. And I'm gonna keep trying, keep trying to bring more of these, uh, you know, more of these topics to the table too. To our viewers and to our listeners. So what are your thoughts on theology, spirituality versus religion? Make sure you leave your comments below, subscribe to our channel for more content, and be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And as always, much love and peace. Just got off the clock, just got on my chill. Called up my homie Brent to see what be the deal. What you trying to do? I'm just trying to heal. Hella floated, never bloated's what I'm trying to feel. Hop in the whip and bump. Just got on my chill. Called up my homie Brent to see what be the deal. What you trying to do? I'm just trying to heal. Hella floated, never bloated's what I'm trying to feel. Hop in the whip and